today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality. What's up, everybody? This is another episode of Early Retirement. My name is Ray Taylor. As you know, as you should know, as you will learn to know, I am no longer working for the man or the company or the establishment. I said, fuck you. Figuring this shit out on my own. If people get paid quarters of a million dollars a year to manage in the most retarded way possible in the human history of corporations, probably not the dumbest, but in today's day, when you get tired of working for bullshit companies, you get extra motivation to get the fuck out of there. And I got the fuck out of there. And now I like to say I'm retired, even though I'm just living on my savings and I'm trying to figure out how to make money doing the things I love to do, which is podcasting and art, which is not like I'm figuring out how to make money doing those. I've made money doing those. I'm trying to figure out how to live on those things and other projects as well. Um, but that's kind of the theme for this episode, I guess is just kind of taking chances a lot of people are get comfortable especially where i used to work i used to work at costco they pay a good wage uh used to be great benefits uh yada yada if you if you get into management it, it's it's really beneficial if you really want to make a lot of money and not do anything become a manager at costco wholesale and you can literally do nothing. And maybe you can just try and fire people. It could be like a, a cop. The cops have quotas. Like if you fire enough people, it means the company will think you're trying to weed out the bad people in the company and you're actually doing some shit. I don't know. There are some people that did nothing but try and fire people. And they successful. Successful. The last time I left, uh, the last time I left, the I was uh, around this time last year, April. It was, I think it was April 19th. I went in for my last interview, which I recorded after the interview. Uh, I went in for an interview after my, uh, I was suspended for the first time in my career of anything. Actually, that's not true. Uh, first time at Costco anyway. And suspended uh, 100% because I was trying to get suspended and, uh, then I realized how little, how fucking little, how little the brains and the abilities and the reasoning for these fucking useless human beings getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year uh, to treat grown adults like shit. Um, so I might release that in, in honor of uh, the anniversary of that moment. It was a heated podcast. Uh, I, at the time, did not know I had been terminated, even though they did not technically term. It was a really weird situation. 
how it all went down at Costco. Uh, but at the time, I didn't know I had been terminated. All I known was I had my last interview, and it wasn't that far past the previous interview I had where I was suspended. Um, so it was an interesting time. It was an interesting time in my career at Costco, and you know, it was inevitable. It was something that was going to happen. It was just ridiculous. But taking chances, motherfuckers. So many people, I've seen so many people, especially working at Costco, that have so much potential to do so many things, but they don't. They fucking, they get comfortable working at Costco, getting paid, you know, good wage, especially if you live in San Diego. Like, you can actually live in San Diego Kind of. I don't know about now. You can kind of live in San Diego getting paid uh, working at Costco, um, especially if you're manager. Yeah. But there's so many talented people who are not managers, who are not managers, who are, who are people that work there and went to school and collected all the debt from going to school, but they had degrees. They're people with master's degrees, doctorates fucking bachelor degrees is like oh okay good job you just you know bachelor degrees were the associate degrees when you worked at costco i didn't have any but i didn't really give a shit but there's a lot of people with a lot of degrees that never fucking took any chances and stayed at costco they became the quote-unquote lifers of costco um not all of them some of them actually f fucking left finally um and they left before I did, so they were inspirations for me. But there's so many people there that don't need fucking degrees and don't need fucking debt and don't need fucking a job like Costco um, that could leave and become successful people because they have great work, work ethics. They have, you know, they're smart. They work hard. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's really sad. It's really sad. That was one of the things when I was leaving and I was preparing to leave. It's like all the people were like, I don't know. I'm sure some of them didn't think I was going to leave. Some of them did think I was going to leave and were happy for it. It was just a very like interesting time to get the perspective of so many people that I had worked with for so many years. Um, and it was also interesting to see uh, the non-reaction from from people. It was a really weird time. The whole tr transition from San Diego to where I'm at now is a very... The past few years have really shown me a lot of people's true colors and a lot of people's, you know, that say they support and uh, what I do or whatever. It seems like uh, it's only at certain times. But, uh, you know... It is what it is, and I have so many issues with people that I don't, you know, it's not weird for me to, I don't have people around me. I'm used to being secluded most of the time, you know, not that I don't have friends, but anyway, I don't know where this is going. What I'm saying is that sometimes your friends, sometimes your your loved ones, sometimes your family... They're going to tell you every reason why you shouldn't follow your dreams. They're going to tell you every reason 
why you shouldn't be a podcaster. They're going to tell you why it's stupid that you want to be an artist. They're going to tell you why it's stupid to do anything that doesn't involve you working for somebody else. Uh, so what I'm saying is to tell those people to shut the fuck up, tell them to kick rocks. Um, you don't have to tell them anything, but you also don't have to listen to anything they fucking say. It's amazing how many people that work in companies tell you that you have no chance making it outside of working for a company. It's like their whole life revolves around working for somebody else. They've never like they could easily become like the people that work at Costco, like in the admin department, like people that run the finance or people that run the fucking, you know, these, these certain aspects of the fucking job. Like they could easily do that on their own freelance for independent businesses contractors artists doesn't matter but they choose to get their salary and their fucking shittier and shittier benefits than branch out on their own and be scared to to fail so many people are scared to fail and i'm scared to fail frightened of failing i have nightmares of failing I have daymares of failing. I fail in real life. I fail all the time. <laughs> Personal, professional, financial failures. You know, this this what life is. Life is failure. You know, life is getting a flat tire. Life is fucking dealing with f being sued or dealing with, you know, a storm fucking crashing through your life and you have to fucking start from scratch life is fucking working for 10 years at a job that you think is good for a company that you think is good to finance a life that you think you want you know and you never realize you never even attempt to discover your dream. You know, you just like, it's better to have, have tried and failed than never to have tried at all. Attempt. What's the worst that can happen? You're dead, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's easier for me, I guess. I don't have any family. I don't have any siblings. I have no children. I'm not married. I don't have a girlfriend. I have nothing. I have a dog. It's pretty low maintenance. Izzy's pretty easy to deal with for the most part. Um, but that's no excuse. There's people with families that do way crazier life-changing things than I've done. Like, I'm not an exception to any rule. I'm just an example of what's possible. Right? It's It's been proven, been proven through history that working for a company in the long run ends to failure. Because at some point, the company goes bad, they get rid of you. Especially nowadays, the revolving door of working in any company is dog shit. Unless you want to get your nose and your face just covered in fucking management asshole. Asshole res residue all over your face. Because that's, I mean... Unless you start your own company, you're not changing any of these old fucking companies that are falling. You know, all these companies that were around before the internet, they're dying. 
They're dying a slow death, and even the respectable ones like Costco use old, shitty memes on the internet to make everybody still shop there because they think they're getting a more quality experience. Um, But let me tell you something. Costco only gives a shit depending on how much you spend. Because anytime an issue comes up, anytime an issue comes up, the first thing they do is they look up and they see how much do you spend a year at Costco? How much are you worth to the company? Now, if you're somebody that only goes in there to buy milk, which is kind of stupid if you have a Costco membership and you just buy milk, but if you're just a casual shopper and you don't buy a whole lot of things there versus let's say you have a business and you use that business to buy everything or even not it's just like you're a rich person and you have a fucking shitload of money and you buy fucking everything and you spend a shitload of money on groceries and you don't give a fuck people who spend money at Costco get treated better than the people that don't spend as much money as those people if they spend what you make in a year if they spend more than you make at Costco, they don't give a fuck about you. You may work for them, but they don't give a fuck about you because that member spends $40,000 a year. And guess what? They have such good fucking tax people that they actually get most of that money. Where what they pay you, you know, if if you if you know how to do taxes, you have a good tax person, you're generally getting fucked. You're generally getting fucked out of a good percentage of that money. So what you mean to that company is dog shit. What that company thinks of you is dog shit. So why not take a chance? If the option is staying there for the rest of your life, just getting incrementally treated more and more like shit, why not take a fucking chance? You know, so many people there have 401ks. So many people there have houses. So many people there get paid a lot of money and they spend it on fucking partying going out and having vacations which is fine go have fun but on some level you need to realize that the depression and the hatred you have for your life comes from the day job that you have the place you spend 40 plus hours a week working at and driving to the majority of your time and your energy and your life is spent at this company that we all know doesn't give a fuck about you but they're paying you enough to go enjoy life on the moments that they allow you to have if they allow you to have those fucking request be be somewhat new and request time off or just be somebody that they don't give a fuck about be me be me at costco for 10 years where i got where i got fucked over for so like it's just like i i I got scheduled and treated like a new hire for my whole decade plus experience at costco wholesale so there was a few people that actually treated me with respect but for the most part it was a lot of people treating me like a fucking piece of shit so you know if if the company costco wholesale went under it just like if it found out that like jim Senegal raped boys and the new ceo raped boys and like there was a huge scandal not they did anything but there's some fucking crazy thing where it's like oh this big company who claims to be just look I wish because they they're like one of the companies that everybody loves so much. They're not like a Walmart or a fucking, you know, people start to hate on Amazon now, too, which maybe that's those are justified for sure. 
Nobody hates on Costco. I never hear any. It's all good. Any meme or anything I see about Costco, it's good. But it's like if you look at it, if you look at like like what they're doing with the company and what that means to the company as opposed to what the company was founded on, what it was meant to be, t- taking care of their employees basically is one of the things. That was one of the first things that kind of shit the bed. Then, you know, giving a shit about the the, the brands that they carried, you know, a gov- going above and beyond the law. Where it's like, we will not even follow, the, we're going to go, we're going to add more restrictions to what we do. Which, my experience, the last few years, they did everything to not follow the law. <laughs> like, skirt around every fucking, people were getting injured, a guy lost his fucking foot, old people falling over walls and getting there, nothing happens, they get fired, they get terminated. Because it's, it's like really crazy shit happened while I was working there. And it's just just to see the direction the company was going in and see that. It's like, why the fuck would anybody stay there? Maybe you work somewhere where it's nice and they don't do that yet. I mean, it took me, like I was there for 13 years. It took me a good 10 years before they started churning out the worst kinds of warehouse managers. Like just the most, the most unqualified adults that just happen to be related to other people that are high up in the company. It's really weird. It's just like a whole incestuous fucking shitty company and they don't give a shit. Um, unless you spend, if you have a lot of money, you spend a lot of money at Costco, then they'll love you. So keep going there. But if you're poor like me, or if you work for Costco, then uh, good luck. I appreciate your, uh, your uh, dedication to a sinking ship. But, um, this went on a completely different tangent. I was trying to make this like inspirational, motivational, trying to like, I don't know. Listen, I worked for a shitty company. I left. I left in a very, it had to be a big way. I owned property in San Diego. I'd been at Costco for so long. So I cashed out my 401k. I sold my condo and I decided to move somewhere where it was a lot cheaper to live. Um, and a place where I could grow the projects that I was working on. All right. People said I was crazy. I continuously and consistently know that the majority of people are retarded and not capable of doing most things. Like the fact that most people can vote is really sad. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's the reason why certain people are, are, are popular in politics. Um, but one of the things that I've always, that's given me strength or confidence is the fact that I've never been afraid of teaching myself something new or learning something new, which in that involves fucking up and doing things wrong. Um, and I know that just doing things over and over, practicing, practice makes perfect, you know, just developing and just constantly learning something that I've never for a long time. I haven't I haven't been afraid of doing so a lot of new situations don't really scare me. Social some social situations do. They don't really scare me, but they just give me anxiety because like I know a lot of social situations. There's going to be assholes. It's like I just don't want to deal with assholes where they're just like annoying people or drunk people or somebody that wants to be an asshole or somebody that's like trying to make an oppression somewhere and being really just fucking dick. So social situations, I just, I just like, I don't even want to, it's, 
it just they just remind me of like high school. They remind me of going to a place with a bunch of people that I don't understand. A lot of them don't understand me. There's going to be a few that do. But why am I at a huge place, huge gathering where I only relate to a small section of people that don't really want to be there anyway? Um, so whatever. Uh, but in that, I am not afraid of learning new shit. Um, you know, I, I learned, I taught myself how to do web design. I taught myself Photoshop, taught myself how to do podcasting. I mean, everything that I'm doing right now is something that I've taught myself. There's nothing that I'm doing right now that I learned at any school anywhere. You know, this is just, I'm 100% living a life based on things that I taught myself. So I'm not afraid of that. And I'm not afraid of things like once you have experience doing something for a long time, you realize that shit's going to happen. So when shit happens, you don't freak out and it doesn't impact you like it does when you first start out doing something. For example, with my podcast, Spired Disorder podcast, there's a lot of technology involved. Um, and a lot of the times something doesn't work right away. You know, I have to unplug, replug things in. It's all it's like almost every episode. There's some small thing I need to troubleshoot. Generally, it's a video. Um, but I've done it so many times that like when something happens, not only do I not get stressed out, but by that time, I know exactly what the problem is or I've narrowed it down to a couple things and eventually I'll figure it out. When I was a projectionist, same thing. You know, you run into a problem. There's some issue with a projector. You know, you troubleshoot. You figure things out. You run down what could possibly, what could cause that. Is it static? Is Did I thread up the projector wrong? Is Did I splice something wrong? Did I, you know, what, there's, you know, there's a checklist of things. When you do it enough times, you just like run down the checklist and you figure shit out. So you need, you need experience. So it's like start, start. You want to do something, fucking start. You know, I didn't just start podcasting and start doing art when I quit Costco. I've been doing it for fucking a long time. A long time. It wasn't my first time trying to leave Costco. But it was the most permanent time. But just start. Start with any idea. Because you're not going to be famous. You're not going to be amazing the first time you do it. You want to be an artist? Start drawing. Start painting. Start doing Photoshop. Start doing digital paintings. I know there's a lot of artists that give digital artists bullshit. Because, oh, it's not painting. It's like, well, drawings aren't paintings. What kind of painting are you talking about? Is acrylic more acceptable than watercolor? Is oil painting the gold standard? It's like, well, it's a painting, but it's not an oil painting. It's like so many artists want to be assholes. Like, well, you're not doing the right kind of art. Like, fuck you. Like, when I call myself an artist, I don't paint that much. But I believe that everything that I work on, every project that I'm doing, is an art project to me. It's creative. It's something that's new. You know, directors are considered to be artists. You know, I would I would consider podcasts some 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 very few podcast producers to be artists pushing the boundaries. You know, I consider very few painters to be artists. Just because you can paint doesn't mean you're an artist. Just because you can fucking push a pen on a piece of paper doesn't mean you're an artist. An artist means that you're fucking creating art. You're creating something that hasn't existed 
in a form of entertainment, visual, audio, you know, in some just to stimulate a sense that you have, to stimulate an emotion that you have. Music is art. Fucking, you walk into a goddamn elevator and you listen to what's coming out the speakers. That's not art. That's just manufactured decoration. So many people are just making fucking manufactured decoration. They want to be the next Ed Hardy. They want to be the next sellout. Like, push yourself. Try something new. Right? Try something new. When I came to Denver, it's the first time Keith and I had ever been in the same studio at the same time. So it was a new opportunity. I've never done that before. I knew what mics I wanted to use. I knew I, I had ideas coming into it, but I had educated ideas because I had been podcasting for a long time. I've been in a, and around electronics for a long time. Like I came into this knowing a lot of things and being confident in my ability to design a studio on the fly that's going to be high quality, professional, and cost very little money. And I know that because I've taught myself. I'm not scared to learn new things. Right? Another example, the 360. One night, I just, like, is there any consumer cameras that can shoot 360 video? Boom, there is. I buy it and announced, boom, this is going to happen. I did one test on it. Based on that one test that was mediocre, shitty sound, battery died, only got 25 minutes. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm going to figure this out. Because unlike when 3D came out and everybody was like fucking stroking their dicks over 3D, I knew it was like, okay, that's bullshit. That's that's always been, always been just, it's it's always been a fucking just a gimmick. And some directors have utilized it well. I mean, Avatar clearly did a good job with it. The best part of Avatar was the 3D. And I'm sure other movies have utilized it well. But it doesn't change the media in any real way. It's not doing anything that they weren't doing in the, the 80s that they couldn't pull off. you know. But this 360 thing, VR, VR is a real thing. VR is, is not going to take off. It's already, the thrusters are going. It has already begun to escape the Earth's atmosphere. VR is a real thing. And a lot of big companies are behind it. Google and Facebook are both behind it. And they both support 360 video. They're the first two to do it. And that's huge. Now, YouTube supports 3D, although it's never been easy for anybody to capture 3D and edit 3D. 3D has always been a pain in the ass. And I didn't know what 360 video was going to be like until I got into it. And now that I see it, the skills that I have coming into it, I can apply and it's not that big of a learning curve, but it's new and it's exciting. And it's exciting because I discovered it and I knew what I wanted to do with it. And I saw the future of what it could have with the podcast or just any project. And I and I said I was going to do it and I fucking leaped before I looked in some ways. It's like I had been studying maps. I had been studying topographical maps, fucking course 
settings and all these kinds of things. So when I leaped without looking, I knew where I was going to land. It was a very educated leap, but I leaped. And it, it was probably the easiest leap that I've had to make. You know, leaving Costco, huge financial, huge financial leap because I still had to wait to finish remodeling my condo. I had to sell my condo. I spent I spent what I've made in a year in a few months just in that process. Last year was 2015 was my most expensive year ever in this planet Earth. I've never spent that much money in my entire life. I've also never gotten that much money in my entire life, but huge changes, man. When the earth changes, you don't just see a gradual shift from one plane of land to another. There's earthquakes. Things happen. There's destruction. There's cost. Things do not end up the same way they were when they started. Big changes are not calm. They're not they are disruptive. They're, they shake things up. They do things big. I don't know if that did anything, but for me it did. It felt like it did. Um, let's see here. Uh, and a lot of it, you know, because I'm not afraid of teaching myself. Learning as I go. It's like That's the thing with this three, 360 thing. It's like, I don't know. I've never done it before. I've never edited 360 video. I don't know how to get like here's here's what I started with. I started with a 25 minute recording, decent video quality for the camera, uh, horrible audio and not able to integrate any of the uh, the live editing and things that that I do for the YouTube. And now it's going to be Facebook uh, live show. So limited as far as what I could do live. But it looked good. It works on VR. It's something I can afford. I mean, the next step up is getting a, a GoPro rig. And then that requires a shitload more editing. It's going to be super expensive rig because I'm going to have to have all of those GoPros powered because I do an hour to two hour long podcast. So batteries just fuck off. But it's like, I'll figure it out, man. There is a way to do it. And I'm going to figure it out. And I'm excited to figure it out. Because I have no idea. I have no idea. My goal is to have the entire podcast fully produced in a 360 slash VR version. And I think I could do that by the end of the year. I think I could do that well before the end of the year. But I think I could do it by the end of the year. And the only thing reason I know that is because I fucking believe in myself and I've, I've learned things and I understand how things work. And I know that maybe there's no software updates today, but by the end of the year, like the, the software that I use to broadcast to YouTube live Wirecast, that's what I've, it's similar to Ustream. Ustream had a, a software too for live. This one broadcasts to like everything. They just had an update today that allows you to broadcast live to Facebook. So, boom. Inspired Sword of Podcast Facebook page. You can now watch the podcast live. Uh, the full video version, uh, which would be the exact same as if you watched on YouTube, uh, because I do the video live to tape. So the ads and the video editing, everything's done live to tape. 
Um, but it's just like, be mobile, be quick. Don't be, don't overthink things. Like I could have like, what should I do? I mean, that was an easy one. It's like, well, yes, an upgrade. I'm going to fucking broadcast to YouTube. I'm going to make this shit happen. But just start, start. You need experience, experience in anything, but just start. Don't be afraid because you're going to fuck up. You're going to lose and you're going to, you're going to fucking, but losing, losing only points out the things that you need to learn. Losing points out your weaknesses. And so losing is a good thing. Fucking up is a good thing. Assuming that you learn from it. Assuming you don't make excuses from losing. Assuming you know what the fuck is going on in the grand scheme of reality. But learn from your mistakes because they're going to happen. But here's the thing. You're in the grand scheme of your reality. You're going for quality. You're going for quantity. I'm sorry over quality you're going for both but you can't forget that you gotta you need to put out quantity to learn how to put out quantity you know like a shitty artist can put out a ton of movies michael bay could put out a shitload of movies and everybody's gonna go see him because he's already built up his career it doesn't matter how good you are when you've already built up your career i don't know what i'm saying just fucking don't be afraid to do shit people don't be afraid to quit your job. Don't be afraid to start something new. Don't be afraid to just start thinking about it. That's where it started for me. I started thinking about it and then kind of it's like, just, okay, that thought, can that thought be uh, exist in my reality? Can that thought exist? And it's going to change. When you're doing a big fucking move, big fucking change in your life, the plan you have when you start is most likely not the plan you you end up with. But you got to be willing to adjust. You got to be willing to move. You got to be willing to give everything you have to make your dream a reality. Even if you die doing it. Because in the end... If you don't die trying to follow your dream, then you'll die working to produce somebody else's. And in the end, we don't want... We want more than that. I want more than that. I don't care what kind of life I live. I just never want to work for somebody else. Whether they're a good person or a bad person, I don't want to work for somebody else. And if I hire people to work for me... I'm going to treat them better than they've ever been treated at any job because I've been a manager. I've been a supervisor. I've been in charge of people before and they respected me and they agreed and they followed me because I was a leader. I was a leader. I wasn't a dictator. I was somebody that worked as hard, if not harder than they did. And they saw it and they respected the work I did and they tried to match what I put in. So put some fucking, if you want to be a director, direct a film. If you want to be an artist, paint a picture. Don't let anybody tell you that you're an artist. Don't let anybody tell you that you're a director. Just let people hire you. Fucking follow your dream. Follow your dream. Do the best you can. Be the best artist you can be. And hopefully, money will follow. Hopefully, 
you will find a way to monetize your art, monetize your passion. But nobody's going to fucking pay you to try. You have to be your own person and try on your own accord and make it on your own way. And along the way, people will see that and respect that. And that's how that's how that's how easy life is, people. I just want you to know. I just want you to know that I spent 35 minutes telling you exactly how easy life is, and I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I have no idea. I could run out of money and be homeless and just live at my friend in my friend's fucking guest bedroom and then start. This will be the only podcast I do because it's the easiest to produce. And uh, maybe I'll start over. That's fine. You know, I figure I've started over in my 20s. I start over. Now in my mid thirties, I can start over again. I'm not, I have no problem starting over because every time you start over, you, you learn something new, you come at it from a new angle and you're way better for, for failing. But, um, don't worry about failing people. Just be worried about trying. If you're not trying enough, you're not attempting to get out of your shitty situation at least multiple times a year then you're never going to get out of your shitty situation. Get the fuck out of your shitty shitty shit situation. Learn how to talk. Learn how to speak like me. Get out of your shitty situation. Get the fuck into your own life, your own universe that you enjoy, that you love being in, that's that fulfills you and challenges you and and lights the fire and passion because so many people don't give a fuck about anything anymore. They just want to watch their fucking reality TV shows because that gives them enough stupid drama to where it makes their brain active enough because they just shut it off all day at work. They don't think of anything. They're just like, well, if I don't think about this, or they take their Xanax or their fucking whatever drugs they take to just numb their emotions so they don't kill anybody at work, and they just go home, and they just want to eat some food, maybe smoke some weed, drink some alcohol, watch some reality shows, and tune out. And most people are tuned out for the whole fucking life. So while you're at work, plan your escape. You are a prisoner 40 hours a week, 30 hours a week. You're a prisoner in that place. Plan your escape and prepare. It takes a long time to chisel out of those fucking walls. It takes a long time to escape. Watch Shawshank Redemption, right? Fucking that's inspirational. That's how you get out of a fucking day job. Plan it. Start. Start chiseling. Maybe you chisel in the wrong place, but at least you get good at chiseling. Fucking figure this shit out. And if anybody is in prison, you got inspired to get out of prison, you get a, get out of prison, you want to hit me up. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, but don't. Anyway, uh, follow me at Ray Taylor on Twitter. Uh, let's see. A sponsor for today. Uh, oh, this is a perfect one. No, oh, no, I already, I already talked about that one. Um, here we go. It's not a sponsor. It's not it's not even a documentary that's even easy to find. Um, but the documentary is called The Journey. And I think I can find it and put it on uh, the inspiredsorder.com slash early retirement page for this episode. But it's a documentary that I bought when I had it was probably towards the tail end of my uh, DVD addiction. But uh, it was one of the documentaries that I bought that really inspired me and motivated me to get the fuck out of my situation. And I didn't see that movie. I saw it when in 2000, maybe one, uh, 2002, no, it had been 2002, 2003, uh, when I saw it. 
And it's a documentary about a guy in the late 90s, early 2000s who goes on a road trip to talk to CEOs and successful people all over the world and ask them what advice they have for younger generations. Um, And it's a really good documentary as far as understanding the mindset that you should have and the freedom you should allow yourself to have to kind of develop your future organically and at least try, at least get out there, at least make an attempt. Um, so the journey, I'll, I'll try and put the, I know I found it before for another podcast that never came out, uh, but I'll put it on as a link for the show. Maybe I'll try and put it on the Facebook page also. Early Retirement. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Ray Taylor. Uh, Facebook, Early Retirement. Rebel with a Mission is the Facebook page. Like that page. And uh, iTunes. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Like, review, share it. Tell your friends. Love it. Um, leave a comment. And let me know see what would be a question a question tell me hit me up on twitter and tell me what the thing you would if you had the opportunity to leave your day job to change your life to do something to follow your passion what would it be what is your passion that you would love to follow and I don't know. You just follow it, man. Just don't. I mean, you could tell me what it is. I'd love to hear it for sure. Tell me what your passion is. Um, and then try to explain to me why you haven't followed it yet. <laughs> I don't know. That's not that's unfair. Uh, but tell me what your passion is. Maybe maybe we can work together. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Facebook, early retirement at Ray Taylor on Twitter uh, and iTunes. All right. people. Thank you for listening. Improve your life. I just want you to, I want you to live a happy life. I hope you want me to have a happy life. I want you to have a happy, have a, have a happy life. So let's just figure this shit out. All right. Peace.